On today's episode, I'm joined by Lindsay Jeffrey, and we're going to be talking all things preventative maintenance. Welcome back to the McNaughton McKay podcast. Today is episode 28, and I'm joined by Lindsay Jeffrey. She's an automation services consultant here at McNaughton McKay. Hi, Austin. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thanks for coming on. So the first thing that I want to discuss, let's take a step back and understand that preventative maintenance is typically done to prevent downtime. So could you give us an understanding of what downtime is and how it impacts our customers? Great question, Austin. Um, so downtime is any period of time when a machine is not in production, right? It, it, it's literally down. Um, and it could be that it's planned downtime. So maybe we're doing tool changeovers or shift changes, cleaning, any activity that results in downtime, but is necessary and, and integral to that process. Unplanned downtime, however, is downtime that occurs unexpectedly, and it happens to everybody. But when that happens, there's no value uh, being produced. So even though we still have the overhead costs, we're not making anything. So that can obviously have a huge impact on a company's bottom line. So it sounds like we're describing maintenance versus unexpected events occurring that prevent us from being able to manufacture. So everybody refers to that as downtime. Uh, could you give us some common causes of unplanned downtime when it comes to manufacturing? There are many things that can cause unplanned downtime. Um, I actually recently came across some Aberdeen studies that showed 45% of downtime was due to hardware failure and 39% due to software failure. That's a lot, but those aren't our only concerns. Equipment can be overloaded. We could have user error, um, safety issues, security breaches, bad weather here in the South. We all know about that. Um, all those things are major contributing factors and play their part at some point. But you know, with proper planning and strategizing, a lot of these can be avoided. Okay, so we're always going to have things that are outside of our control, like the weather, but it sounds like the vast majority of failures are related to things that we can manage, like hardware or software. What are some steps that customers can take to try and prevent these failures from occurring in the first place? Sure. Really, the number one thing we want to do is preventative maintenance on our critical assets. Um, I like to compare it to going to the doctor. Um, you might not be sick now or have any obvious symptoms or part failures now. All your body parts might be working fine, but the doctor might find something in our blood work or in a scan that uh, could potentially lead to something more catastrophic, right? So doing regular PMs on your equipment is going to keep it from getting sick unexpectedly. So um, I actually read something that I thought was interesting. Um, it was a, a statistic that said upwards of 70% of manufacturers don't have a good grasp of when their equipment is due for maintenance, upgrade, PM, replacement. Um, they really just don't know what they have and what they need to do. So I think that's, you know, knowing you need to PM your equipment is one thing, but if you don't even know what's in your plant to PM, that's a whole different problem. Okay, wait. So it's you said that the vast majority of plants don't even know what they have deployed. So I guess it's one of those situations. If you don't know it's there, you don't know it's broken, how are you going to fix it? 
that seems maybe like the first place we would want to start. So if they run into that situation, is there something that we can do to help them? Absolutely. We actually have a service called an installed base evaluation. And what this service is, is we come in, we go through the electrical panels, we write down what you have, the manufacturer, the quantity, the life cycle status of that part, whether it's active, active, mature, end of life or discontinued. Um, we collect all that and then we compare that to what spares you have in the storeroom and the quantities you keep on hand there. And by comparing those two, we can really pull some cool information out, such as excessive spares. Um, that's the low hanging fruit. That's stuff that you can get rid of immediately and save money. Um, insufficient spares is something else that we are able to identify and uh, recommend areas where the customer should beef up on their spares. But then also we're able to find really high risk areas of the plant that might have obsolete parts that they don't have a spare for that we can't get and we also possibly can't repair. So by doing that install base evaluation, that's going to give them a good roadmap to what's important, what's uh, the most high risk, and then what types of equipment should be PM'd and serviced proactively. Okay, so we've gone through, we now have this report that allows us to prioritize uh, what needs to be managed maybe a little more than other things. So let's take a step back to what we were previously discussing, and that is the preventative maintenance. So could you give us an example of equipment that typically has preventative maintenance performed on it? Sure. Probably the most common thing that we would come in and PM would be low voltage or medium voltage drives. Um, we can come in and do the PM services for the customer. We can uh, supplement their efforts and come in and just assist and guide them. Um, and we also can provide training so that they are enabled to do some of this um, themselves. Okay, well, that makes sense. So the things that we can prevent, well, uh, it's like getting your oil changed, right? You got to make sure that over time you take care of your car so that your engine doesn't explode. So say down the line, something happens where I could not have prevented it and I have an engine failure or in the plant situation, we have a drive failure. What can we do to help minimize the impact of this unplanned downtime? Well, shame on you, Austin. You should have done your PMs and that would not have happened. <clears throat> <laughs> but uh, but no, if, if you do have a failure, because it happens, uh, I think the number one thing you can look at is, do you have spares on site? Um, we can provide those spares through a parts management agreement, which is where we're able to bring in all the critical spares that you need and you don't actually pay for it. And the warranty doesn't start until the day that you put that item in service. So it keeps your carrying costs really low, yet makes maintenance and operations side of the house really happy because you have all the parts you, you need there on site for your 24-7 exclusive access. So that's our parts management agreement. Um, and that's just one way to combat you know, the issue of, of having sufficient spares on site. But it's not the only thing. Um, you also really need to look at training. You need to make sure that the, the people that's going to be supporting this equipment 
knows what they're doing. They might not be experts, but they probably need to know how to do some basic things to the equipment. So, and then having access to remote support. So our field labor engineers, we have now in the last five years, we've got two or three more in the local area that we did not have before. So we feel like we're we're beefing up and, and getting more and more support within the Southeast so that we can uh, locally support our customers. So if I had to kind of put these together, it sounds like the most simplest way of explaining this is maintenance your equipment when you can, but obviously things are going to occur. So when they do, you know, try to keep those lead times down. And I know in the, the current year and the current economic climate, that's not always the easiest. So these, these parts management agreements and these plans that we have seem like they could really help. Um, I guess the last thing that I want to get a little bit better understanding of is just the preventative maintenance services in general. So I know you had mentioned drives is something that typically gets PM'd. Could you give us just a quick overview of what that looks like? So typically with our low voltage drives, we're doing the normal inspections for dust, dirt, moisture, making sure the fans are operational, um, replacing any of that stuff that, that's not working properly. Sometimes we're replacing parts, even if it is working, just because it's due to be replaced ever so many years. But yeah, after just, you know, doing the the, the basic, probably expected uh, types of activities you would do in a PM, we're going to check it out, test it, and make sure it's good to go before we leave. The medium voltage drives are a little bit trickier. They do require more special knowledge to keep them operating in their prime condition. Um, you know, aside from the obvious risk of them having much higher voltages, there's a lot more parts that you have to inspect and clean and replace. And these drives are often at the heart of a facility, right? So we want to do everything we can to make sure that they don't fail. Um, so PMing medium voltage drives is very, very critical and important. And um, again, I think would be a part of any successful maintenance program. Perfect. Well, it sounds like we've laid out exactly how you need to go about uh, keeping everything in working order and keeping the appropriate spares on site uh, if needed. So if you have any other questions about preventative maintenance or any of the offerings presented on today's episode, please feel free to reach out to your local McNaughton McKay account manager, or you can email us at podcast at mc-mc.com. Thanks so much for your time, Lindsay. Thanks, Austin.